Hello, good evening and welcome to the program Talking Points together with me, Idris Nadladi does. I'm sure you're having a swell time wherever you are getting prepared for the Salah season. And uh, I think today it was officially uh, declared that Monday and Tuesday would be the public holiday for the um, celebration of uh, the big Salah as we usually call it, uh, Eid Mubarak. Uh, but in advance, I'm wishing everyone, uh, every listener of this program, um, a successful, peaceful, and a joyful uh, season. Uh, just a quick recap about security matters, national security and state of the nation. Um, just a few days ago, I think two major events um, happened, which might seem kind of unrelated, but then... Um, considering the tension in the country, uh, these two events could be connected to each other. Um, the first is the convoy of Mr. President that was attacked in uh, in the States, and um, they even led to the loss of the life of a, a very gallant police officer uh, who has built a very strong name in uh, smoking out criminals and bandits within the enclaves and uh, but then I think he got caught up in the gun duel at a crossfire he got killed a lot of Nigerians are trying to put their heads together to raise up money to support him and his family no his family because he's deceased already uh, but then um, they intend to you know prov- provide a little bit of a sucker to the family of the deceased uh, but then I'll quickly take it all the way back to Abuja where the high profile politicians are being detained governors uh, deputy governors you know high profile citizens are being detained uh, Kujay prison was attacked and uh, a lot of persons were uh, a lot of persons escaped about there's about 800 plus, you know, persons who escaped, but about 443 were recaptured back. But then, there's every reason for the residents of Abuja, the, the capital of the country, to be in a panic mode, considering the fact that uh, these criminals now have been let out into the community. And they're high-profile, you know, criminals, some of which were... I've seen a picture of the guy who masterminded the UN building attack. He also escaped. You know. Um, but somehow, Abakari, the DCP, the Super Cup, was able to, I don't know, uh, high security was mounted around him. So, he was moved. But we we're not really sure and setting of his location. But then, the Nigerian Correctional uh, Service has been declared that he's in their custody. And he has not escaped anywhere. Um, but my concern has to do with revelations um, coming from uh, the media aide to Sheikh Ahmed Gumi, who has, you know, built up a name for himself as a chief negotiator between the federal government and these bandits. Um, so many people have condemned Sheikh Ahmed Gumi, um, being suspicious of his position. Um, some said that he has built a reputation for himself being an enemy of the people uh, 
of the APC because he has always worked together with the People's Democratic Party. You know, uh, the the bishop there in Sokoto also uh, has uh, built for himself a name and reputation also. Uh, some of those things are just inferences um, which cannot really be backed up with facts, but you see pictures of uh, Olusegun Obasanjo, former president of Nigeria, who sells his clerics. So, on the one hand, a lot of people feel that Sheikh Amagumi is already compromised because he's an ally and a friend of the People's Democratic Party. Uh, so he has been putting in efforts, uh, we know for a long time, but negotiating with the bandit hasn't worked. So speaking as a journalist, I think I've been able to host uh, a couple of times. I've hosted people on air and people from specific ethnicities actually feel that the federal government should negotiate with this uh bandits and uh, their concern is coming from a place that uh, has a lot to do with national security uh, but you know as usual when you go on air there are a lot of things you don't mention it right um but there's uh, a lot of reasons why the federal government should be concerned so the media aid and a media consultant to Sheikh Ahmed Gumi, uh, talking about uh, Tukurmamu, that's his name, has uh, engaged, you know, the abductors of the Kaduna train. And um, he's been the go-between between the federal government and them. So those people gave a deadline that on Tuesday they would begin to kill uh, all of the persons in their custody and um, well it appears that the federal government they really hit the warning because he cried over what he heard recorded the tape he said he has about allegedly about 100 recordings obtained from these bandits 100 recordings I don't know if the recordings are not actionable but even if they weren't, I think it's a lot of reasons why the government should, you know, consider that. Well, there was a delay, that's what he said. So the people actually got upset, the the bandits, and they decided to launch an attack. Um, if you remember, initially, Tukurumamu was able to negotiate the release of 11 uh, victims of the bandits and the abductors. Um, so they were supposed to have uh, the remaining, but I guess they were not responding. And uh, the details about what exactly and precisely demands are uh, has to do with about 51 members of their group, uh, which the federal government was reluctant to release. So they launched an attack, and all of those guys are out. Numbers reported on the newspapers have they have it that. Uh, 64 major Boko Haram persons are actually on a run and uh, I think that that's a thing of concern Mr. President uh, paid a visit there spent about 30 minutes and he showed his dismay over the level of uh, weakness within the intelligence community of the country uh, clearly Nigeria has no government and the Nigerian state does not exist because it is overpowered by bandits, by criminals, complicit uh, complicity uh, between the federal government and different secessionist groups. 
and those things cannot at any given time be doused down because the demands of these criminals are way above the government and when the government makes promises to these people the government reneges on that I think they should be honorable Ah, I understand what it means definitely as a politician you would like to win Uh, but then when you make a commitment you need to be honorable about that but the saddest part about this is Nigeria is a heterogeneous community and a society so when you make a promise then be able to implement it so if you want to implement what their demands are you need to understand that the country is very diverse how do you intend to make that happen so I think Mr. President is uh, cut up in a crossroad he wants to deal with these guys decisively but then there's a compromise within his government and it's sad it's unfortunate so should we go back to the negotiating table I think that's something we should consider a lot of people have made reference to um, the time of uh, late Yadadua who was able to uh, create scholarships and other uh, succor and palliative initiatives just so it could help the youth of the Niger Delta so I'm saying that the same should be done to the bandits if you say the same should be done then why would the governor of Zamfara State order that people should protect themselves now citizens are expected to defend themselves you go to the police commissioner he issues you a weapon they take the number serial number of the weapon so i guess we've already found ourselves in a bad position because that was one of the governors um who believed initially in negotiating with these bandits but it never worked now the first state is going back to self-defense I think this is an issue for us to reflect on. While we think about this, uh, let's continue to pray for Nigeria. It's been a pleasure definitely uh, speaking with you. Uh, not really easy for me to create time to record this episode this day. It's a lot of stuff. And I try as much as possible to stay off negative headlines. But for the sake of service to humanity, let's do this. Best wishes once again. I'm Barakai Salah in advance. Do take care of yourself. Goodbye.